The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, joined none other than my good buddy, my brother from down under, Brett Eckersley. I had to do the great intro because I missed you, man. It's been a few weeks. You've been holding down the fourth solo, doing me a huge solid. I uh, can't thank you enough, but man, I missed you. So I'm glad to be back. And how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. I missed you too. I always miss you when we don't do pods together for a couple of weeks. And yeah, you know, glad to have you back. Good to, good to hear things are improving over there for you. Um, yeah, the thunder from down under. Here I am. Exactly, man. You are here. Um, <laughs> and we're going to bring some heat. We're going to bring some heat. We got a little seven game card on our hands. It's a nice little wonderful Monday, uh, February 15th. Hope you guys all had a great Valentine's Day. If you had the chance to spend it with your significant others. Uh, and if you did it, doesn't matter. That means that there's more uh, There's more treats. There's more goodies. We look forward to the days where it's, uh, you know, the couple days after we get the candy, 50 to 75% off. That's the real holiday right there. <laughs> that's the one I look forward to. That's, that's what way- you take out of Valentine's Day. That's <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's how I recoup it. That's how I recoup my money. That's the way I look at it. I'm like, okay, I'm spending X amount of dollars, but I'll make it up for it in, uh, in discounts on candy and uh, <laughs> novelty stuffed bears and stuff like that later on. I should you know what I did for Valentine's Day. What did you do? Sorry, man. Sorry to jump in there. Uh, I'm a single person, so I spent my day creating an Excel document that updates live from fantasy websites for live fantasy data. <laughs> that was my Valentine's Day, <laughs> and I loved it. That's it, man. You fa- that's all that matters. You had your love. That was your love. <laughs> you had your fantasy. You had your Excel sheet. Uh, you, you're, you're saying you're a single guy, but it sounds like you guys were uh, – you and your Excel sheet – we're pretty intimate that day, but uh, and nonetheless, <laughs> I'm, nah, man, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Uh, I want to take a peek at that, if you don't mind. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, sure. We're going we're gonna to have to talk about that at some point. Uh, we got seven games to talk about before we talk about the XL Street, before we talk about everybody else's Valentine's Day. And before we talk about the seven game card, let me just talk about our, our presenting sponsors, MyBookie. Head over to guys to MyBookie.ag. If you haven't already, check them out. They are the premium sports betting site, the only site I use. If you head over there, use that promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. You will get a 50% deposit match on up to $1,000. You put in 1000 bucks in there, you get $500 for free to play with. Yes, the NFL is over. Uh, you might have placed your bet on the Chiefs, but that's okay. If you didn't do it on my bookie, you can use that initial promo code deposit. You get free money. You can head over to the NBA. We got college hoops. You can put some nice bets on there and listen. Uh, maybe you're like me. You just want to do parlays. You just want to take those long shots. Uh, go for the big win. You could do that there. Or you can cap off your night in their casino lounge and play some little table games. Everything that they have at your fully-fledged casino. Uh, but you don't need to leave your door. It is right here on your computer. And you could play at my bookie. Don't forget, use that promo code HOOPBALL when you're initial sign up. And then, guys, I have to talk about Manscaped. Uh, I listen. I could have said the promo codes. I could have said everything else. I could have been preaching it. Uh, but there was no better day than the day that just passed. It was Valentine's Day. Men's grooming was at a full-time high. And if you guys weren't using Manscaped, and if you weren't using that promo code, HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, you missed out, but it's not too late. Plenty of days coming up, plenty of holidays. Jump on it, guys. The code lasts. It is still there. You get 20% off plus free shipping on your entire purchase. And let me tell you, the perfect package kit is the perfect gift for yourself. Lawnmower 3.0. Then you have the conditioner. You have the bath and body wash. You have the boxers. You have the travel kit. You have a little bit of everything to put a nice little smile on your face. Uh, or it could be a nice gift for someone else, guys. So check that out. And Bratton, we got a slate to get to. Chicago Bulls traveling to Indiana. Take on the Pacers. For the Bulls, Wendell Carter Jr. is coming in as questionable. Has missed a few weeks. We know that... Uh, He's probably going to be eased back in, even when he does return. So uh, temper expectations, but something to keep an eye on. And then we have Devin Dodson, Chandler Hodgson, Laurie Markkinen, Otto Porter, all ruled out. For the Pacers, Brian Bowen, Karis LeVert, Cassius Stanley, TJ Warren, all ruled out, while Doug McDermott is questionable. Uh, there is a game total and a spread for this one. We have 229.5. Pacers favored by six. I'll pass it over to you, Brenton. Break down these bowls for us. 
Yeah, so look, to be honest, in this first one, I don't have a great deal of interest in the Bulls. Um, Zach Levine coming in at 9,200. Like, I don't mind that with marking and out. Uh, that that means usage goes elsewhere. So 9,200, I probably wouldn't be looking at Zach Levine too much against the Pacers uh, at that salary, but the kid's just been balling. Um, I, I think 9,200's an okay price for Zach Levine. I, I just think we've got better options coming up in guard positions later on. Uh, it may be just a pivot spot away from some of those bigger named type of guards later. Uh, Kobe White, not not at the moment. He, he's pure GPP only. Um, and then in the wings, you basically just got uh, a bit of a blender going on there with Denzel Valentine, Garrett Temple, um, you know, Patrick Williams, there's a lot going on in that small forward spot and the shooting guard spot for for the Bulls. I'm not too keen on any of those guys. Uh, 5,100 for Patrick Williams, that's probably just right on value, even on a good night for him. While I do like him, he's not the best fantasy option. So uh, outside of Zach Levine, maybe a couple of shots at Sadoransky. Excuse me, just about to cough. Um, yeah, I'd trust, I'd trust Thomas at uh, uh, not, not 4,600 more than the other two in Denzel and uh, Temple. What about you? Right there. A little bit of Levine, sure. And then the only other guy I'm looking at is Sadoransky. Somebody that, you know, he has some upside. If anything happens, Kobe White's playing terrible. Uh, Him or Levine getting a foul trouble, whatever it may be. You know he's going to be the next guard up at both positions, and he's still looking at a nice, comfortable floor of around, like, 22 to 23 minutes. We've seen that jump in certain games in the uh, right game scripts, too. So uh, I'm right there with you. We'll slide over to the Pacers' side of the ball. Things are probably a little bit more interesting on this side. Uh, we know that we like to target the Bulls pretty much in every single position. Wendell Carter Jr. gives them a little bit more depth up front, gives them a little bit more of a paint presence. <laughs> it doesn't scare me away from Sabonis or Miles Turner, though. So if you want to look at either one of these guys, I am perfectly okay and comfortable doing it. If I prefer one of them, I'm probably going to go with Miles Turner just based on the price at 6 k I love both guys. I think, you know, you're probably looking at a higher ceiling and a higher floor when you look at Sabonis and you're paying that price tag. But there's also some other guys on this slate that we're going to spend up on. So if you have the money available, I'm perfectly good with Sabonis. If you don't, I think Miles Turner, perfectly comfortable with him as well. Wouldn't mind looking at Brogdon in this one. But honestly, with McDermott questionable, the main guy I'm going to be looking at outside of those two front court guys would be Jeremy Lamb. Uh, coming off the bench to McDermott in that last one, he'd probably be inserted back in that starting lineup. Uh, but the thing is, is that the minutes would be secured. We saw that Lamb played, you know, a couple games in the high 30s when he first came back. He struggled a little bit as of late. Uh, but if McDermott were to sit, he'd probably be looking at, a, you know, a comfortable uh, high, tw- high 20s, 28 to 32 minutes in this one. And even if he does play, coming off the bench at 4,800, he'll have that bench usage. We know that Chicago plays little to no defense. And I do not mind taking a stab. Kind of falls in that Sadoransky bunch for me. We're very similar price tags. Have pretty solid floors. I like the roll. I like the matchup. And there's a little bit of a, a leeway that can give him a bump at the end of the day. But who are you looking at in the Pacers? Oh, it's pretty much straight down the line. Same as you. Uh, Miles Turner was the one that jumped off the page at me at, uh, for 6,000 salary as well. Um, you know, he, he has upside nights. He also has fairly flat, you know, kind of 30 fantasy point nights. But 6K is a great price for Turner against the Bulls front court. Uh, yeah, Sabonis is a little too steep for me here. I think we've got other options uh, coming up. 9,100 uh, paying for a guy who, yeah, the matchup is is what is worrying me. Not his matchup, but the matchup against the Bulls. They could just blow this team out of the water fairly quickly. Uh, and then you've paid 9,100 for a guy who may not see more than 28 minutes. So I'll just pass there. Um, Brogdon, not at the moment. Uh, I think uh, Jeremy Lamb pretty good call if McDermott sits I don't play Jeremy Lamb uh, unless he is starting uh, and that's probably it man if uh, if if Dougie McBuckets plays 4900 that's a bit of a, just a GPP play but that questionable tag is a worrying thing that would be it absolutely we'll move on to the next game 7pm Eastern Standard Time game one that has a lot of juice and excitement to it we have the Houston Rockets traveling to Washington take on the Wizards for the Rockets Dante Exum Kenyon Martin Jr., Victor Oladipo, Kevin Porter Jr., and Christian Wood all rolled out. The Wizards have yet to turn in their injury report, and it's because they're playing today. Uh, and we know that there is going to be no game total and no spread because of that same reason. But, Bratton, we got some juice here. We got some narratives. We got some fire. Some thing. Anytime there's a narrative, man, I'm interested. Narratives. John Come Wall on. returning to Washington. Yeah, here we go. Here's the revenge narrative. Let's go. Uh, 
I love it, man. Listen, I, I there's certain narratives you buy into a little bit. I, listen, I, any narrative, I'll hear you out. You come, you can call me any time of the day. I don't care what I'm doing. If you've got a good narrative that I didn't know about, I'll listen. Uh, but there's certain ones I take with a little bit more, uh, you know, credence. Uh, this being one of them, John Wall. We've heard everything that happened in the media. We've heard everything that has been said. How he feel like he felt like you know Washington kind of didn't give him his due time. They they kind of gave up on him. Uh, this this and that. Well, this is his first chance to play in front of those front executives, uh, everybody in the front office to say you know stick it to you, and he's gonna have opportunity with no Victor Oladipo. And he's seventy five hundred. I have to have some interest. And let's keep in <laughs> mind Washington's on the second half of a back to back. And there's a decent chance that uh, he doesn't see Westbrook defense. So try to talk me out of it is what I'm saying. I can't talk you out of anything you said after revenge narrative. Yeah. I just can't. <laughs> I, uh, everything you said there, the $7,500 price tag, um, Oladipo's out, the usage goes there. Wood is still out, so there's more usage, even more usage. Um it's versus the Wizards' defense. You don't need an event, a revenge narrative to play John Wall at 7,500 here. You just need everything else that you mentioned. Yeah. I, I, thank you. That's it. Yep. Sign <laughs> me up. John Wall, 7,500. I'll probably be uh, over. I don't know if I could be overweight. He's going to be chalky. Let's be real. It's not like we're the only people here that know about this revenge narrative and everything else going along with it. But uh, I'll be right there with the field, I'm sure. And outside of that, DeMarcus Cousins starting to come back down in price tag at 6,200. I definitely have some interest at 6,200 in this matchup. Um, you know, given the fact that it is a revenge narrative for, for John Wall, Boogie's going to get up for his boy as well. Uh, he knows that, you know, the, the hatred that is there for Washington. I mean, John Wall sat there with those front uh, front executive offices lobbying to try to get Boogie for years, and they basically told him no. So I definitely have interest in both these guys. If you wanted to sit there and look at Eric Gordon at 6,400, he's going to be a great play with Nola Depot as well. But you know, push comes to shove. It's going to be John Wall. It's going to be Cousins for me, and that's probably about it. So, sorry, now now we've got other dudes on the team playing the, the revenge narrative for John Wall. Oh, it's Wall. all with cool, them. I, listen, no. we're, talking, no. uh, we're talking about two, two dudes, Cousins and John Wall. The only thing that these two guys have wanted since they came into the NBA was to play with each other. They're both, you know, both played at Kentucky. Uh, both had excellent, excellent years there at Kentucky. Uh, there's no secret that these two dudes have been best friends um, for a very, very long time. And he did lobby to try to get Cousins over there in Washington for a very long time, especially when a lot of teams were giving up on him. Uh, you know, when he was getting repeatedly hurt and you know, new deals and trade offers, all this. So I'm not saying he's going to necessarily go out there and, and steal John Wall's revenge narrative. Uh, but John Wall's a point guard and he is a pass first point guard. So. If he's playing well, I believe that Cousins on the receiving end of that will definitely see a benefit. It's Washington. We saw them start Mo Wagner. I don't know who they could really play that's going to stick with Cousins. We're getting a, de- a decrease in salary. A guy that was 7,500 at one point back down to 62, mostly because of the minutes. I would expect him to play about 25 to 28 minutes in this one. And at that price tag, I have some interest. So those are the real reasons. But, yeah, I'm going to sit there and fluff <laughs> the narrative a little bit. So, yeah, again, everything you said after narr- narrative made absolute sense. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm just staring you, man. I'm just giving you some stick. All right, uh, I'll, I'll, I, uh, let me – I forgot the two in it, too, that he, he dropped 50 on them earlier in the year as well. Uh, that helps, DK too. Points. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I have Boogie written down here as well. I just wanted to see how far you could push that revenge <laughs> narrative uh, before it broke down. But, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Boogie's in play. Eric Gordon, 6,400. That's a little a little tough to swallow. Um, maybe if you're game stacking this game, and there's a fair opportunity to do that. This is going to be a high game total. Uh, I would have more interest in, in Eric Gordon and, and maybe just flinging in some guys like uh, Jay Sean Tate, uh, Daniel House Jr., just in that game stack scenario. Other than that, I'm not bothering with them. All right, we'll slide over to the other side of the ball. And I, it's, dude, I, don't know where, I don't know where I'm getting Here the money. Here we go. Where am I getting the money tonight? Because <laughs> Bradley Beal at 8,900, if Wesley, Russell Westbrook says, how do we not play him? Uh, in this matchup, you know, we already talked about a couple of guys that we're going to want to play. And we're going to get to a guy in a, in a few games where I feel like he's going to be a must play. So I'm going to need the stars and scrub. I'm going to need some value to open up because I really do want a lot of shares of Bradley Beal at 8,900 in this matchup, especially if Westbrook sits. If Westbrook plays, I still want shares. I still think that's a great price tag. I think we'd get a little bit of a lower ownership, which I'd like even more. And if I'm looking at a point guard, Raul Neto has a decent little value. Westbrook sits and Neto should start, should see significant minutes. No Ishmith. Uh, and then keep an eye on the center position. But it's kind of a roulette where I'm not putting my DFS dollars on any of them right now. 
yeah, I can pretty much concur with all of that. Um, Brad Bill, look, I'm, I may actually just play the fade game here with Brad Bill. Every time Westbrook sits, it's load up Brad Bill, Brad Bill this, Brad Bill usage, Brad Bill. Uh, I just think I may stick away from him at 8,900. We have enough guys uh, who can put up some serious fantasy points for us to play the pivot game a little bit uh, tonight in the guard spot. So I will probably just move off of Bill just because of that um, Westbrook uh, sitting news, um, and then again, same same with me. It's it's Raul Neto at forty six hundred. Uh, nobody else that I'm really looking at here for the Wizards. All right, next game: Atlanta Hawks traveling to New York, take on the Knicks in this one. For the Hawks, Boyan Bogdanovich, Chris Dunn, DeAndre Hunter, Rajon Rondo all ruled out. Tony Snell is questionable. For the Knicks, only major injuries we need to know: Frank Nitakalina out. And then Mitchell Robinson now out after he fractured his hand, looking like a four to six week time frame. I believe they said he needed surgery as well. Uh, as far as a game total, 216, Atlanta being favored by one in this one. I'll pass it over to you, Brett, and why don't you talk about these Hawks? Yeah, sure. So the, the name at the top of the list is always Trey Young. I'm not touching Trey Young at 9,500 versus the Knicks tonight. Uh, I just don't want to pay up for him uh, with so many great guard options in better matchups in the slate. I just think we can do better. He can, he, you know, fine. He has a ceiling game and burns me. Uh, I will take that. But uh, I'm more looking at uh, the center and power forward positions for the Hawks. Uh, Clint Capella and John Collins at 7,400 and 7K, uh, respectively, are way too cheap uh, in a matchup versus the Knicks front court. Not really scared off by the low game total. Uh, I, I think... Um, I think both of these guys are well and truly in play, taking advantage of the Knicks front court. How about yourself? The only guy I'm really I have too much interest in would be John Collins. I like that price tag at seven k. I think it's a little underpriced, uh, especially no Mitchell Robinson anymore. Nerlens Noel should draw the start. He's a very good defender. Don't get me wrong; that's probably the only thing that is good about Nerlens Noel. Uh, but I think Mitchell Robinson, obviously starting ahead of him this entire time, has a little bit of an edge on him as well. So uh, I do like Collins at that price tag. You know, I. Put up about 34 DK points in this matchup earlier. We'll take that, but we're really hoping that we get that 40-point upside. So that's probably about it. If you want to go to a guy like, you know, Danilo Gallinari or, or Cam Reddish, I wouldn't mind it. Both these guys are going to see an increase. Uh, Gallinari is probably the guy I would lean to. He's still underpriced. No DeAndre Hunter for a little while. And, hey, he spent some time in New York before, and he gets to visit the Garden. So narrative. Boom. Uh, throw another oh. one in there. Just keep littering them. I'm raining narratives today. Uh, you know, you could, you could find revenge narrative in every single matchup if you wanted to, Mike. Oh, I, I, start that's doing my goal. That? That's my goal. <laughs> uh, that's it. No, hey, you just need a little bit of extra juice on it, a little juice for the sauce on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was a big dick. I mean, if we're talking about two teams that actually mattered for his career, it was probably New York and it was Denver. Uh, any, anything else doesn't matter. I wouldn't say it would be like a you know, revenge narrative when he, if he goes to play OKC. Uh, until that happens, and we'll talk about it then. But uh, no, no, but seriously, 4,900. For a guy that's very scoring, reliant, dependent, we know that he got his minutes uh, limit increased to 30 last uh, couple days, and it, it might even you know tip a little bit higher. Uh, but definitely a safer floor than I think with Reddish. Reddish, a lot of people might look at and see that 6 of 10 last game. That's great. He shot 60%. Uh, the guy has been absolutely dog water uh, all season long, especially from the field. So I'm not going to sit here and act like that's realistic when he's been shooting 37% from the field. Uh, give me the guy that is seven feet tall, uh, and has actually hit shots in the NBA before. Absolutely. It's outside of the, the bigger guys that we mentioned before. It's, it's Danilo. Oh man, come on, Brenton Danilo Gallinari for me as well. 4,900. I don't usually stumble over him. Um, 4,900 that that's a fine price. And as you said, up to 30 minutes in the last one, shouldn't really see any reason for that to decrease. So yeah, uh, Capella Collins Gallo. That's it. Anybody we could run it back with on the next side of the ball. Yeah, I think so. Um, Maybe stay away from the guards as per usual. Uh, the rotations are just a disastrous white water mess. I, I don't know what's going on there. And it was hard enough with Peyton and quickly. Now we got to worry about Derek Rose as well. So uh, I will just move away from point guards on the Knicks until something shakes out there. Uh, and that's a pity because we would normally target someone against Trey Young. Uh, I'm just not sure who it's going to be. Maybe it's a pivot situation. Maybe you build your lineups with the with the aim to keep maybe five, what is Derek Rose, 5-1, uh, around that salary left and pivot the three New York guards against Trey Young. That's a, a potential play. Uh, outside of that, 
Nerlens Noel is probably all I'm going to mess with at 4,400. Um, that's a $500 price bump, but yeah, it, as long as he's starting at 4,400 for a starting center, that's pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, I, I do have some interest on some of these Knicks. Nerlens Noel, okay. I think, is the obvious one. I think that um, he's a great play. He, he didn't play fantastic, but the thing that we saw was the 32 minutes. That is all we need to see to have interest in Nerlens Noel. I mean, I think you tweeted it out, Brett, and you, have, you had every right to. Every single absolute right to to be scared of Taj Gibson. No, Absolutely. Tom Thibodeau's his coach. But it looks like no matter what, Tibbs is going to still continue to play New Orleans as a starting center. Taj is strictly going to play as the backup it is the way that it's looking right now. So with that we being hope. said, yeah, we hope. Uh, you're absolutely right. And that's the scary part is that that's, that is what we hope. But uh, 4,400, a guy that if he's going to keep playing 32 minutes, uh, I have some interest in him. Uh, definitely, especially in this matchup. Uh, this is a great matchup for him. So I'll play some of him. And then I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about um, my RJ Barrett. I think he's a little underpriced in this one. He's finally starting to see that dip back down. So I definitely have some uh, some interest in RJ Barrett at 5,600. Only small forward eligible. Uh, but he played extremely well in this last one. Keep in mind, this was a close game. Randall and Barrett both played more than 40 minutes. That's the thing. If this game stays close, we know that the Hawks don't play a fantastic defense. They play at a little bit of a quicker pace and up uh, uptick in pace uh, compared to the Knicks. And 5,600 is a guy that's not going to draw a ton of ownership either. So I do think that R.J. Barrett will be one of my favorite mid-tier price tag guys at 5,600, looking for a nice little bounce-back game. Uh, and then Randall at 87. If you're not spending up on Sabonis and you still wanted to spend up on forward, he's probably the next best guy outside of him. Uh, you know, you're really starting to, you know, jump down to the guys in like that six, maybe low seven. Maybe John Collins is probably the next acceptable guy for me after Randall. So if you have the money and you want to spend it, it's a fantastic matchup. But I can see myself more or less going with uh, guys like Noel and Barrett before I end up with him. Yeah, I'd probably just uh, pass straight over Julius Randall. And it's only a, pr- a price tag no, thing. I, I would I would rather go straight down to John Collins at 7K and save that salary and use it elsewhere. Um, as far as RJ Barrett, man, I can't. Can't fault you for playing him. I just don't play the dude. I just struggle to get him right. So 5,600 seems like a perfectly okay price tag. And if I put him in my lineups, I'll let you know so that you can drag him out again because that's what will happen. Yeah, and listen, it, uh, a lot of it is it's going to be GPP only for Barrett. You know, you my thinking is you check the box scores, you're going to get scared off. A lot of these games have gotten out of hand. Um, or they've been just kind of, you know, figuring things out as they're getting new bodies in there, including Derrick Rose. R.J. Barrett is still going to be the future of this team. There's no doubt about that. His, his role is going to be safe. His minutes should be there. Uh, don't pay too much attention to the last, I would say, you know, two games where they played Washington, they played Houston uh, in 22 and 26 minutes. Dude, if he's hitting his shots, he's going to be playing 30-plus, and he's a good luck. So GPPs only for Barrett. Next cool. game. Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers, traveling to Utah, take on the Jazz. So this is going to be an exciting one, one I think a lot of people are looking forward to. 228 and a half game total. Jazz favored by six and a half. So uh, that will kind of lead us into the injury report. Six and a half favorite for the Jazz. I get how hot they are, but it, it seems like it's a little bit of high of the spread for me. And that leads us to Joel Embiid being questionable with back tightness. Shake Milton is out. I don't think it's Shake Milton that's making the line like that. So um, I'm kind of worried about Embiid in this one. You know, sometimes you know, I don't like to put too much uh, emphasis on what Vegas thinks, but six and a half kind of has me leaning towards uh, Joel Embiid sitting. But I'll pass it over to you. Why don't you talk about what we're looking at, I guess, if Embiid does play, and if he sits, who would we take a look at? Yeah, so Embiid at 10-5, you know, questionable tag. It's always a worry to pay that much for someone who's questionable, unless it's LeBron or AD, because they're always questionable. Um, yeah, I I would have been all over someone else further down uh, the fixture uh, who is now listed at center position rather than Embiid. But if you wanted to pay up uh, for a center, Embiid's probably a good place to do it if he does play. Uh, yeah, uh, if he sits... I don't know. Dwight Howard does does nothing for me. Uh, he can go off with his twenty four to twenty eight fantasy points. Um, I I just still consider him pretty risky. Uh, and the other guy I guess to chat about is Ben Simmons. Um, in terms of the higher, uh, price guys, eighty four hundred is pretty tough. Uh, but Mike Conley is out. Uh, we saw today already. So look, if if he's going to be facing up against Donovan Mitchell or Joe Ingles. 
or someone like that, I would I would be much happier, or I am much happier, paying eighty four hundred for Ben Simmons, capable of fifty plus DraftKings points any given night. Uh, yeah, it may be just a lineup build thing. If if you think, it, it, you know, if you fall at eighty four hundred for Simmons in in either of his spots, then then he's an, a fine play, and that's probably about it. Mike, are you muted, Mike? You got me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think he draws your boy Joe Ingles defensively. I think even I think that's probably the route that they're going to end up taking. Um, regardless, I don't I don't think that they would try to throw Conley on him necessarily, even if he does play. But we're not expecting him to play anyway. I would be. Uh, I, I gotta mention it. This is revenge narrative. Oh my god, <laughs> Tony Bradley, being says going against. What the are we doing? <laughs> I'm just I'm joking. What is this. happening here, man? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, we're not playing. We're not playing Tony Bradley. Uh, I, uh, double double. So, no, no. Uh, Dwight Howard. No, I will have some interest. If we see if we see Joel Embiid sit, uh, we should be probably seeing about twenty to twenty eight minutes out of Dwight Howard in this matchup. They're going to need his size going against uh, Rudy Gobert. So uh, at thirty six hundred, he's the guy I would have interest in. Outside of him, I don't like a lot of these price tags. You touched on Simmons. He's definitely playable with no Embiid. He'll see the increase in usage. He'll probably have a little bit more rebounding upside. Same thing with Tobias Harris. Uh, but Harris doesn't give me that ceiling. I haven't really seen too many of those ceiling games that I have a ton of interest in for my GPPs. And Cash feels like he's priced appropriately. And on this kind of slate, we should have better options. So that's it. Probably just be a little bit of Dwight Howard for me. Fair enough, man. All right. How about on this uh, on this Utah side? I mean, we can can we run it back? Can we look at anybody to kind of capitalize? Are we playing Rudy Gobert if there's no Joel Embiid? Yes. That's it. That's it. We'll leave it there. That's, that's the analysis. Uh, is yes, and we're moving on. No, um, I, honestly, I mean, I'm cool with that. That's that's where you want to keep the analysis because that's kind of where I was at with this team. Uh, if we see that Joel Embiid sits, I think you could fire up Rudy Gobert and feel pretty confident, comfortable with him at 7200. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's been extremely high at 8K. I, I don't I don't fault you if you want to play him. The dude's just been a walking bucket. He gets up for these types of matchups. But that being said, I talked about several guards and several other guys. Like I, I'm probably just paying up to 900 for Beal. Uh, that's probably just the way it's going to go for me. So I don't think I'm going to end up on Mitchell. So that's why, at the end of the day, I just think Rudy Gobert is the only guy I'm worth uh, talking about. Uh, but maybe you have somebody else I'm just kind of fast-forwarding over. No, that's cool. Uh, yeah, Donovan at 8K. I mean, you look at that price tag and think Donovan Mitchell could go off any night. And it seems cheap. But, yeah, just against the, the Philly defense and potentially seeing a fair bit of Ben Simmons. Uh, no, I'll, I'll just pass on that. I'd say I would rather pay up for Simmons on the other side of the ball with Mitchell defense, to be honest. Um, yep, Rudy Gobert, absolute must play if uh, Joel Embiid sits. Uh, I don't think I will play too much of him at 7,200 if Joel is in, however. Uh, the only other guy that I've got listed here, Mike, is Joe Ingles. And funnily enough, I only found out uh, yesterday. I don't know how I've avoided this all my life, but this this guy's an Adelaide boy. Oh, um, I, I even knew that. Oh man, I had no idea. I obviously knew he was Australian. Did not know that he he played out of or was born in Adelaide. Uh, I was on his Wikipedia page looking for his height, I think, and it came up Happy Valley. I'm like. That's a suburb in Adelaide. Surely not. Yes, it is. So, yeah, he never, I don't think he ever played basketball here for our 36ers team. But, uh, yeah, there you go. He's an Adelaide boy. Uh, I think uh, he and Sia Furler might be the only two things of note that have ever come out of Adelaide. Anyway, hey, well, and it's, me. It's, and better, me. Than, it's better than mine in uh, Santino in, in my hometown. I don't think we have a single pro athlete that I can remember uh, <laughs> that came out of our actual, I mean, we're right on the cusp of New Haven. Um, Connecticut, so yeah, you know, New Haven has, uh, you know, not not we're we're technically East Haven, uh, we we did not, uh, we, we have nothing, <laughs> we we are we are very, we very little. Um, but uh, all right, we'll slide on to the next game then. Unless yeah, I was just the, sorry, I, and before you go, Joe Ingles, fifty seven hundred, that's an okay play. Now we can move on. Oh no, no, listen, hey, um, that's that's got to be your new guy. Uh, listen, you guys, you, you guys have you guys have a little bit of a. Uh, a little, a little bit of a, a what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, I can't think of it, but we'll we'll continue before I just keep brain farting over here. Uh, connection, there it is. I got it. There it is. Uh, I got it out. Cleveland Cavs travel to Golden State, take out the Warriors, and in this one, uh, as far as a game total, we do have one in this game. Uh, we have two twenty four and a half. Golden State favored by eight points. 
Uh, that is with the Warriors playing pretty well as of late. For the Warriors, though, Marquise, Chris, Kevin Looney, uh, Nico Mannion, Jordan Poole, uh, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman all rolled out. Draymond Green is probable. We saw him kind of injure his knee in the last one, but we also saw beat reporters mention how this has happened some, several times in college and throughout his career, that his knee just kind of locks, uh, pops, um, and then drops. Um, and then, But he's good. It doesn't end bothering him. It just gets a little sore, and he's good to go the next game. For the Cavs, though, no injury report. We know this team played today. We saw that Andre Drummond missed that game. Jared Allen drew the start in his one. He was rested. So I think we can anticipate him being ready to go in this matchup versus Golden State. But I'll pass it over to you, Brett, and let's talk about these Cavs. Yeah, for sure. And just just everybody note that Mike got lock, pop, and drop into that uh, intro for the club, uh, for the for the game, which is pretty impressive. You would think um, I wrote that down too. Uh, you did, I knew was, you were going off down. the top of your head. That was pretty good, man. Pretty good. Um, it was certainly better than uh, what was that, Harry Styles? Come on, Santino. Uh, Sixty-eight hundred. I'm spitting my drink. Oh. I'm laughing right now. <laughs> uh, Sixty-eight hundred for Colin Sexton. Uh, no, I will pass there. But uh, a few shares of Darius Garland at fifty-five hundred. That's that's, you know, it's not a must-have kind of play or anything. But fifty-five hundred for a, a starting guard against the Warriors. I don't mind that too much. Uh, but I will be looking at. Probably on uh, Jarrett Allen and maybe a little bit of Dylan Windler and not much else. Um, really, Jarrett Allen, 6,700. That's just going to be chalk. There's going to be chalk everywhere. Chalk all over the sidewalk. Um, but, yeah, with Drummond already ruled out, you have to you have to take some notice of a starting centre with the points per minute production of Jarrett Allen. That's for sure. Yeah, well, uh, I, don't, I don't know if Drummond's ruled out. He was ruled out of today's out. game. He was ruled out of today's game. He was rested. Okay, my bad. My bad. Um, uh, no, that's okay. No, that's okay, man. I, I just, we don't have the injury report. I mean, we'll know early enough if he's going to sit again, but they listed it as rest. So I anticipate that he'll probably play. It's, uh, okay. you know, back to back. And Drummond's price that is, I don't have that in front of me. 7,600. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> keep, uh, keep getting tempted. Yeah, um, it's, it really is tempting. Uh, he, he's going to be way too big for, for Draymond, but. Draymond just defends the basket so well in other ways. He doesn't need to be seven foot. I think I might, if Drummond is in, I'm passing on both of those guys. If Drummond is out, I will play Jarrett Allen. Um, but yeah, it would be definitely uh, limp. just just curb your enthusiasm with Draymond on the other side of the ball, I guess. Uh, and the other, I don't play Torian Prince. Um, Dylan Windler, 3,900. That is just a bottom-of-the-barrel type of dart play. Did see 23 minutes in his last game, uh, and the Cavs do have a lot of sore bodies at the moment, so he could get there again. Yep. Uh, I don't mind looking at Drummond, but GPPs only, building multiple lineups. Like, listen, it's it's plain and simple with him. We know the upside. We've seen the floor plenty of times enough, and we've been burned on it. Um, I, I've lost a pretty big contest, actually. I think it was like Friday. Uh, Drummond. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that one. Uh, that happens. So prepare for it. Don't play him in your cash. Don't trust him in your cash. If you want to look at I like that you brought up Windler. I definitely see that guy's role increasing very, very, very soon. Um, he's just playing especially well. Been hurt for a lot of his uh, tenure with the Cavs so far. And Garland, I think you mentioned him as well. Fair price tag for Garland. I don't mind looking at him at 5,500. I prefer him over Sexton. On the Warriors, you touched on Draymond a little bit. 6,700. You kind of gave your thoughts on him. What about some of these other guys? Yeah, I, I would rather just pay 7K for John Collins, thanks, uh, over Draymond. Um, the other guys, Wiggins, I never play Wiggins. Uh, I rarely play Draymond, although that has burned me in the last couple of weeks. But um, I think there's probably two guys I'm looking at here, and it's all the way up at Steph Curry for 9,900. Uh, his shot attempts were way down in the last one. Uh, against the Nets was the Nets, yeah, uh, down to 17. Uh, before that, he, sh- he shot 26 times. So I'd like him to get back to closer to 26 than 17 and and burn through this Cavs backcourt. Uh, and the other guy that I'm having a little bit of interest in is Kelly Oubre, uh, 6,500. This is just about matchup. Uh, the Cavs have been absolutely terrible at stopping wings all year. Uh, Kelly Oubre has finally found form and, you know, his lowest game in the last four or five games, I think is 30 fantasy points. Um, so he should be a pretty good mid-priced option. That's it for me. Yeah, I don't mind Ubre. Uh, I don't think I'm honestly, when push comes to shove, I don't think I'm playing any Warriors. So yeah, that's really, yeah. I mean, I, I got seven games to choose from overall. You know, that's 14 teams. 
Um, you know, I don't mind Steph. I'm never going to say a bad thing about him if you want to go that route. I think it's a contrarian GPP option with some of these other guys that we'll talk about. But as of right now, looking at my initial kind of you know mock builds the night before, I just don't see myself landing on too many of these guys. I, I you know, if you wanted to take a shot on Uber, I don't mind it. He's probably the one guy I'd look at. Just not a ton of interest uh, for for many of them. Like you mentioned, Draymond. We have a couple guys that are a little bit cheaper, a little bit more expensive. I think I'd rather go to. For sure. No, I don't. I don't. Don't blame you for for thinking that way. I just the thing with Steph um, versus some of the other higher price guards for me is just even if his shot is not falling, which is very rare, um, the rebounds and the assist numbers are always there for him, and it's kind of unheralded for for Steph Curry. He's just known as you know the greatest quote great greatest shooter shooter of all time, but he is doing other stuff out there. So uh, yeah, I don't. Anytime he goes under ten k, I am looking hard at Curry. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to this guy named James Harden in a little bit. He's okay. Um, that's that's kind of the main reason why I don't think I'll, I'll be on any any stuff. And I talked about Beal already. Like I said, push comes to shove. I got I to gotta cross some of these guys out. And so far, Embiid uh, and Curry have yet to make the list. And we'll get to the next game in a second. But Miami Heat traveling to L.A. take on the Clippers in this one. Uh, Clippers have yet to release their injury report for the Heat. Avery Bradley, Goran Dragic, Myers Leonard. All ruled out. Gabe Vincent is probable. No game total. No spread for this one. This is going to be a very, very interesting game because we know one thing or two things. Kawhi Leonard, he's going to be missing the next couple of games. He's dealing with a lower leg bruise. Uh, they said that you do not have a timetable. They do not know what to expect from this. They're kind of playing it by ear. And, you know, Paul George is dealing with his uh, his toe edema, which is, you know, loss of blood to his big toe which has been causing him some issues. He's missed the past few games, almost all, I think actually the past week and a half at this point. Uh, and I would be surprised if he plays. So the Clippers are definitely going to be shorthanded. And while Miami looks like they're pretty much gearing up to be almost full work uh, outside of Goran Dragic. So, Brad, I'll pass it over to you. Weird game to kind of dissect at this point in time, but who are you looking at on Miami? Yeah, so for the Heat, uh, we just have to be careful here with no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. This could get nasty quickly. Uh, I'm not sure who the Clippers are going to roll out there. You know, some Morris and some uh, Luke Kennard and guys like that. And the, the Heat are full strength, like you just said. So uh, it's a little bit of a worry. Uh, I do have some interest in Kendrick Nunn at 5,600. As long as he's starting, as long as Dragic remains out, 5,600 is a decent price. There's not a massive amount of upside in Kendrick Nunn, but if you just fall at 5,600 onto him, it's certainly not a terrible play. Uh, and especially now that the uh, Clippers are weakened defensively with their two stars out, uh, it makes a little bit more sense. Uh, I won't be looking at Bam in this one. Uh, uh, 8,300. The ceiling's just not been there for him this season. Uh, Jimmy Butler at 82. Sure, I love Jimmy Butler. I love playing Jimmy Butler. Uh, basically, since he stepped on the floor... Uh, you know, this salary, 8,200, that's the floor. Um, the, the ceiling is 55, you know. So uh, it's just the potential blowout that may happen here. If the Clippers can keep it close, uh, Butler at 8,200 is smash territory. What about you? I'm with you. Butler would be, if, if you're playing this and your game scripting is, though, the Clippers are going to keep it close. And <clears throat> I don't I don't think it's a, it's far-fetched to play that, you know, that game script. I probably will do it and probably about 50 to, if not more, 60% of my lineups. I, I know I'm going to want some of this value on the other side. I'm going to want to run it back for some pieces and hope it stays close. So I'm going to have some Butler. I don't mind looking at Tyler Hero, Kendrick, none either. Both these guys, 5,800, 5,600. I'd probably lean more Hero. Uh, just me, my preference in this matchup. I also think, you know, this is a guy that has been getting tossed in and out of the lineup due to health and safety protocols left and right. They got to get a rhythm going with him eventually. Uh, he is the more uh, firm piece and per- firm person in this rotation. So uh, don't mind Hero, don't mind none, and I love Butler. We'll slide over to the other side, though. No George, no Leonard. There's got to be a lot of guys that we have some interest in, a lot of value to pop up. Again, Marcus Morris Sr., Nicholas Batum, both these guys, 5,200, 5,100. We have to love both of them. They're both going to step up. They both should see 30-plus minutes, especially if the game stays close. And the thing that is there's going to be usage everywhere. Uh, Between these two guys, between Lou Williams, between Reggie Jackson, a little bit will trickle down the canard in those guys. A lot of these guys are going to get a, just a, a big bump in value, and we're kind of seeing it in their price tags. Uh, but I don't mind looking at any of these. Even if you want to take a stab at Lou Williams at 6,400, if you're playing Lou Williams, you need to run it back with somebody in Miami, in my opinion. I can see playing Morris or Batum as a standoff, one alone kind of guy. 
And then I wouldn't even mind taking like a, a tournament GPP shot on a guy like Terrence Mann at 3,800. Should start, should see 30 plus minutes like he did. Uh, get in that Chicago game, and he's only 3,800. Yeah, it, it, it pretty much exactly what I was going to say. So, yeah, uh, Lou Williams, 64, should start, I think. Uh, you know, and that's a good good price for, for a starter if, if they can keep this close and he stays up around 30 to 32 minutes. Uh, Terrence Mann is an interesting one. 3,800, is that what you said, Mike? Sorry. Yes, sir. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty damn good price for a starting guard as well. So um, I, don't, I don't mind looking at either of those guys. I struggle with Nick Batum and Morris. I uh, never seem to get those guys right either. And G- I just feel like boring plays to me. But uh, it absolutely makes sense with no George, no Leonard, uh, to play at least a couple of these um, ancillary guys who are now going to be forced into bigger minutes. Yeah, I think I prefer Batum just because we know that Batum's just uh, kind of handling the ball a little bit more and. Uh, despite having several point guards, Reggie Jackson, Patrick Beverly, Terrence Mann, we've seen Paul George and Klein and Kawhi Leonard play the pseudo point guard, bring the ball up. Uh, they may dump it off to the point guard to set up the play, but they're usually the guys that are kind of bringing up the court. So I, I would expect Batum to have a lot of that ball handling responsibility. But we have one game left, and before we jump into it, if you guys have a quick second, you can give us a thumbs up, subscribe, rate and review, all that good stuff. Hit the notification bell. Uh, why not? Why not? Why not get the notification to your phone saying, "Hey, these guys just dropped a new podcast." Uh, we we love to see the guys, the, the five star reviews, the, the things you guys have to say. Um, we take all the constructive criticism. We take it to heart. We love to see the positive feedback. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel like we're doing a good job for you guys. We put in a lot of time. We put in a lot of effort. Uh, it is you know Valentine's Day as we record this over here in the states, and I'm sure there's a significant other in the other room that wants to strangle me, but. Uh, we do it because we love to do it, and she she knows it's my passion, and we do it for you guys. So uh, thank you guys for everything that you do, and thank you for the comments. Thank you for the positive feedback. Keep it coming. We'd love to see it, and if there's something we could do better, let us know. We're going to try to do it. Uh, we want to be the best. We want to bring you guys the best product, and that's our goal. So that is it. That's the soapbox. We'll keep it moving to the last game, Brooklyn Nets traveling to Sacramento to take on the Kings. This is the game uh, for the injury report. The Nets, Nick Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant, Reggie Perry, Imad Shumper all rolled out while DeAndre Jordan is probable. Kings do not have their injury report up. They are playing today. No game total, no spread. It's simple. You play Kyrie, you play James Harden, you play one of these two guys. You can even play both of them, and you just keep it moving. You got to have one of these two guys in your lineup. There's no if, there's no ands, there's no buts. It's that simple for me. And then outside of that, I don't mind taking stabs on guys like Timothy Luau Cabra. Uh, you know, pretty similar, uh, you know, role when we've seen him several times. And Durant sits. He's usually looking around 24, 25 minutes. He's about 3,600. Don't mind taking stabs at him. And then I wouldn't even mind looking at Joe Harris. I always talk about shooting guards versus the King. So that I, I like a lot of Nets, man. It's that simple. <laughs> How could you not? Uh, yeah, up against the Sacramento Kings, it's tough to not look at every single player uh, in every position and think, well, that could be value. That could be value too. Uh, yeah, James Harden, 10-7. Uh, obviously, now that Kevin Durant is ruled out, uh, I don't actually play a lot of Harden uh, when the three big stars are in um but when one of them goes out you can absolutely look at harden and against this atrocious king's defense uh he becomes even more enticing uh kyrie irving is the play if you want to save that 1700 dollars down at 9k either of them are going to have a big night uh yeah i like jeff green i, I do play jeff green 5100 KD being out should mean nothing but more minutes for Jeff Green, more court time. Joe Harris, absolutely 5,400, as you said it, and I am learning over the last year or so. Uh, yeah, shooting shooting guards versus the Kings, go hard. And uh, Bruce Brown, you know, probably has to be in the conversation after he started at center. Bruce Brown started at center for the Nets. Cool. Uh, 4,100. He gave us 28 DraftKings points uh, in two of his last three games. All right, we will slide over to the Kings. Uh, this one, Darren Fox, he's questionable. He played in today's game, though. He's starting in today's game. Uh, Bagley is another guy who was questionable coming into today's game that we're going to have to keep an eye on. He, in fact, was ruled out. So keep an eye on it. It is a back-to-back. It's going to be the second half. Wouldn't shock me if uh, Fox sits or he's limited. It's a big game for him. He's going to want to play in it. Uh, if he does sit, we know where to look. We go. We start to look at guys like Halliburton and Joseph. I never play Corey Joseph. I'd rather get hit by a bus. 
Uh, kind of like that Harrison Barnes scenario for me, even though I'll probably, even though he's a great matchup, he's going to crush in this spot. I still won't play him. I just don't like doing it. I just, I can't trust him. Burned me too many times throughout my life. Uh, but yeah, I, we got to have some interest in some of these Kings guys. So I like Halliburton at his price tag, 6,500. We're spending up on him. I feel a lot better about it if we see that Fox hits. Uh, but Rashawn Holmes, 6K. We've seen centers just walk into the Nets house and just, you know, take a shit right on the carpet. Uh, it happens on a <laughs> night in and night out basis. So I don't mind taking a look at Rashawn Holmes. I'm going to have some shares of him at 6K. If you want to take stabs at Hassan Whiteside, sure. Why not? 4,300. But, you know, you can't expect the guy to shoot 7-7 seven to seven every single game. It's really a crapshoot when you're playing Whiteside. I'd rather not do that. No, absolutely. Uh, and you, you nailed it all the way down the card there, I think. So what is Rashawn Holmes going to do? You know, he might just he might just ring the doorbell. He might not. He might knock. You know, he might just you know, enter on his own will. He might say, hey, how's it going? How's your day? He's going to come in. He's going to kick his feet up on your, on your living room table. He's going to sit on the sofa. When you go walk into your kitchen to be a good host that you are, you're going to reach into your fridge. You're going to say, hey, uh, would you like a beer? He's going to say, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll take one. And then when you come back, He's going to be deucing right on your carpet. That's what's going to happen, that, happen to the Nets, in my opinion. Uh, it, it's, it's, been, it's been just the night in and night out base. The Nets haven't been able to defend the center position in about three years, let alone just shipping out uh, Jared Allen did not help their cause in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah, basically the same thing I always say, you know, target uh, shooting guards versus Kings. It's the same thing. Centers versus the Nets is another thing that you could take a look at. <laughs> I, I thought I couldn't have heard him properly there, but I did hear you properly. And oh, you yeah, I had to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you thought you, you you misunderstood me. No, that's exactly what you heard. Amazing. Amazing, Micah Patria. That was great. Where are we at here? Um, What have we, we talked lost, about? Man. I can't even we're, remember. We're on the last game. We're on the last team. We're getting the last players. We're 46 minutes in. Uh, man, it's, uh, it wouldn't be, would be a show if they go off the rails. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, okay. I'm just trying to see through my tears here. Uh, Darren Fox, 8,800. That would be a pivot away from guys that we're talking about on the other side of the ball. And we've already talked about Bill Curry, uh, lower-owned type of guy with a lesser-known name. Maybe Darren Fox against the Nets, 8,800. Price is high, uh, but it might win you a slate. Who knows? Um, and yeah, and of course, if he can't suit up, 6,500 for Halliburton's absolutely lock and load territory. Uh, yeah, Harrison Barnes, Buddy Hill, don't play those dudes either. And yep. yeah, Rashawn Holmes, 6K. Uh, I like that matchup against the Nets, absolutely. And oh, yeah. So 28 minutes and 35.25 fantasy points for Nemanja Bialica. Okay. Does that happen again? 4,800. If Bagley's not out there, it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Good call. I like that. I, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, somebody actually played tonight. Just hoping that Bagley would get ruled out. I got my way with it, and I didn't mention him. So I'm glad you brought him up. Uh, yeah, I always play Bleach anytime I see that he's going to get – he's not getting the spot start. We're actually seeing them start Daquan Jeffries at small forward instead of sliding yeah. Barnes down and starting Bleach. Yeah. Nonetheless, Jeffries is a guy that they really only played one NBA game. Uh, just got active, uh, was dealing with an ankle injury all season long. He's good. They're probably going to slow roll him. It, it is a back-to-back. -back. So if we do see that Bagley's ruled out again, it wouldn't shock me that either, A, Jeffrey sits being the second half of a back-to-back, -back, or he's extremely limited, and we see more Belitza in that case. They could play Glenn Robinson, but he's been getting cooked all season long. I doubt that's something that they want to do, especially with explosive wings like Kyrie and Harden, where you'd rather just slide Barnes down if possible. But uh, keep an eye on that starting lineup. We may not have it. It is the last game, but having that roster flexibility, we've talked about several guys that we like in this game alone, a couple guys in a, some of these other 10 o'clock games. So you, you should be able to have that flexibility. You should be able to maneuver. Just make sure that you are building your lineups appropriately, putting all the guys playing in the later games down to the bottom in those spots that are guard, forward, and utility. So you do have that flexibility later on, and you're not stuck trying to fill uh, you know, a, a point guard or a shooting guard spot with, you know, 4,300 and you got very limited options. That's what we're trying to avoid. But that looks like it's all we have for you. So if you guys have a minute and you'd like to go give us a follow on Twitter, you can find me at Mike Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. If you're not on Twitter, jump on there, guys. There's so much valuable DFS content and information that you get directly from either us over here at Hoopball beat writers, you name it. So jump on Twitter if you're not on there. And then if you want to follow Breton, which I highly recommend, Go to Twitter, follow Matt Terrain72. That's T E R R A I N 
seven, two. Correct. That's the one. All right. I, I was waiting for like, maybe there was an E. Uh, it's been a no, while. No, no, so no. I just had to double oh, check. Yeah. I had to double check. And I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll just add, I'll just add in there that, you know why I'm on Twitter? I'm on Twitter to talk about fantasy basketball. I don't use it for anything else. I don't, I don't follow friends and stuff. I'm, I'm there to talk about DFS. Talk to me. Friends. Ask who needs your those? friends who, who needs, who those, needs those friends. Um, <laughs> I've got my Excel document. Um, you know, ask questions. <laughs> That's, that is why I am on Twitter to talk about fantasy. And I tell you what, when you guys over in the States all go to bed uh, halfway through my day, I get very lonely. So, uh, that, yeah, that is why I'm there. Let's talk some DFS. Shoot him messages. Shoot him tweets. Ask him questions. Pick his brain. You just heard him. Uh, it's him and it's Excel document, and they're and they're there. And they're, they're, they they need some they need some time. You know, reach out to them, give them some love. No, uh, seriously, guys. I I remember when I first started on Twitter, and it, it's it's amazing the meet the people you'll meet the you know the avenues. And listen, if you want to even take it a step further, we say it. Join the Discord. Get that fancy pass. Get the DFS pass. Join us in there. We have a great community of people always talking in there. But thank you guys for listening. We will be back tomorrow. I will have the day off. It'll be Santino. It'll be Will. They'll be crushing the slate. Uh, sorry, you got to listen to Santino, guys. I apologize. But, you know, uh, I've been friends with him for 20 years. A long, long time ago, his mom said, hey, you know, at some point, can you get this guy a job? I don't know if he's going to be able to function in society. I said, I'll take care of him. Uh, and that's kind of, no. Uh, they're great. Got to take my jab because I know he's going to listen to this. And it's been a while, man. I feel like I just, I, I, I took like two weeks off. I've just been writing roasts. Um, that's, that's what's been going on. But anything you want to, you know, actually, you know what? Close this out, Brand. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I knew that was coming today. Um, yeah, after after Santino's Harry Styles One Direction joke, that, that he deserves all the roasting he gets. Um, you've been listening to Hoop Balls NBA DFS today. I got a little stuck there. Uh, my name's Brenton Eckersley. He is Mike Potria from Connecticut and Adelaide. Uh, we are smashing daily fantasy basketball with you. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.